We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 20th, 2015. Next report, which heavily relates to the last part that we just reported on, is entitled The Coming Attack Upon Our Water Supplies. It's from Dave Hodges. He says, I've been speaking with some of my friends in the media, all who have separate off-the-book sources, who are saying remarkably similar things in regard to what they say is about to happen. Now, also remember before I get much further into this, we've just verified and proven that just in the one terrorist enclave alone with uh, Jelani, that guy, <clears throat> who has 22, possibly to 35 um, Islamic terror compounds, all strategically located near things like water reservoirs, um, nuclear power plants. They've stated outright, we are the enemy. America is the root of, of evil. It has to be annihilated. Okay? So, this isn't just something that, <clears throat> you know, has no way of, of you, you can't substantiate it. It, it's, it could be substantiated over and over and over again. We're just really um, kind of the tip of the iceberg. We're just covering a few things. In this particular teaching, I've covered this obviously this subject many, many times in the past. But uh, <clears throat> let's go further. For the past several days, I have received two pieces of intelligence information, which includes major contractors, American military forces, and the Army Corps, Corps of Engineers, and the fact that they appear to be readying for something big. <clears throat> three national security organizations are coalescing in preparation for action. All three security areas have people who are putting out intelligence which is extremely consistent with each other. First, the military appears to be poised to go after ISIS before their covert terrorist cells go active. Okay, I hope that's the case. But again, our government's the ones that let them come set up shop all the way back into the 80s, even under Reagan have let them do their thing, have let them build their bombs, train their troops, do whatever they're going to do, make all of their biologicals, okay? And so I have a hard time firmly believing that the military are poised to go after ISIS before their terrorist cells go active. I mean, if that's in regard to America, because of all the stuff we just covered. It, I, I hope that's the case. But... <laughs> You know, I, I forgive me if I'm not <laughs> exactly believing that. There are contractors who are used in uh, support operations, combat, who have been told that they are deploying to Iraq and Syria. Okay, maybe that's what they're talking about. They're 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 going to deploy to Iraq and Syria. However, there are also civilian contractors who have been told to stand by for action inside of CONUS, meaning continental United States. Secondly, as I have been reporting, some key military personnel have had their leaves canceled for the month of January. The primary area impacted by the revocation of these leaves are personnel in nuclear weapons defense and the Army Corps of Engineers. How would the Army Corps of Engineers become involved in what is coming? Some of these people have been on alert for several weeks, and it involves an ISIS military operation and a series of unannounced domestic operations. And you see how we're all being primed for this, that we just had the Charlie Hebdo thing and just that all that, the mindset, and then American Sniper comes out. And it's just the American populace is being primed to just, you know, re receive this, to, to where it's not going to be something like, 
you know, obviously people will be shocked, but um, there's been a lot of prepping for this for a long, long time in the media as well. Some of these people have been on alert for several weeks and it involved an ISIS military operation and a series of unannounced domestic operations. Those of you who subscribe to the apparent false flag nature of the situation in Paris may now know the objective of such a false flag operation. The goal seems to be to drum up support for anti-Muslim military operations in the Middle East directed against extremists who are allegedly beginning terror operations against the West. Well, that's exactly what the show American Sniper was designed to do. Um, so, what is the target of the coming attack? If one were to ask me the question, this question before Christmas, I would have said we are going to have a cyber terror attack against our banking system, resulting in a catastrophic collapse of our economy with people not having access to their money. <clears throat> However, there is now some evidence that our utilities will be the target which will come under attack, specifically an attack against our water treatment facilities. Okay, <laughs> again, what did we just hear? In the previous videos. And what have they openly admitted to? I do not like releasing information from confidential sources which is totally unsupported by other data. The intelligence information is coming from three media personnel representing five confidential sources by my count. And all of the sources are unnamed. For the past three weeks I've been following leads which could support that notion. According to the most... Utility district managers, this potential threat is already on their minds, as well as cybersecurity professionals. I have uncovered reports that have surfaced surfaced, uh, on the internet in October of 2011 that a cyber attack had taken down a water pump at Springfield, Illinois, water treatment plant facility. I now believe that we are looking at, at, in this attack upon Springfield, Illinois in 2011, was a beta test for what could be coming in the present day. Interestingly, following the Illinois attack, DHS and FBI became quickly involved. Following the incident, the damage control police reared their ugly heads and uniformly stated that the Illinois incident was never a threat. However, the AWWA Water Security Congress, for which a roadmap for water security um, is being established, they tell a different story. The report was prepared and participants were told significant progress had been made in water security research to protect drinking water against a terror attack. Therefore, somebody in position of power thought that the Illinois incidents was credible despite the denial by DHS and FBI. <clears throat> Terrorists equipped with a relatively small conventional explosive might not be able to cause serious structural damage to a massive dam, which is, after all, usually a giant block of rock, earth, or concrete. But the adverse consequences of a major dam failure make the risk worth both assessing and reducing. The major dam failure can kill thousands of people, and even more modest damage might interrupt power generation or affect some of the other important water system operations. Another report found that, quote, a more modern infrastructure concern is the use of remote computers to attack valves, pumps, and chemical processing equipment through the computer-based controls. If a group or individual could gain control over the automated operations of a water facility, water supplies, or quality could be seriously compromised. In 1992, the American the Army Corps of Engineers, moved into the emergency water treatment world. In the case of a terror attack, the agency would coordinate a response and mitigation strategies under the auspices of DHS. In light of the perceived threat upon the water treatment facilities, the involvement of the Corps makes perfect sense, and the apparent imminent threat to our water supplies would clearly dictate that said personnel would have their leaves canceled. 
<clears throat> the cancellation among some key military personnel would not or- ordinarily be suspicious. However, in light of everything else, the need to use military for the ensuing civil chaos which would follow an attack upon our water supplies is apparent. If one major community, say Chicago, were to have its water treatment destroyed through a cyber attack, the co- country could mobilize and prevent widespread loss of life. However, <clears throat> if an attack of up to a dozen major communities happened in this manner, uh, this would result in catastrophic loss of life. Meaning, when this happens, when all the terror cells go live, they're going to try to be coordinated. They're not going to do just one attack. They're going to try to coordinate this all over the country. And that's where you run into the danger. That's where you run into, okay, we're in a martial law scenario. Um, <clears throat> multiple attacks stretching all of the police and emergency services and military to their because when you have all the, you're trying to put out like all these different little forest fires maybe they're not so little well you only have so many resources to do that and i think that's the point they're trying to make there if water treatment was unable to filter waste particles from our drinking water that community would quickly experience an outbreak of the deadly cholera which is one of the major causes of death in the third world in which water treatment is very crude According, that's why it's important to have some type of water um, filtration, um, like a Big Berkey, gravity-fed type filter. Um, Mike Adams said the Big Berkey's better than the Pro-Pure. I, I don't know. I mean, that's on his website. He says that it's superior. It's, I guess, the Big Berkey, the maximum level set of filters you can get there, um, <clears throat> are about, from what I'm seeing, probably about the best gravity-fed filtration system out there. and I mean, I, I don't have any vested interest, but um, that's the most current information I've got on that. And that would kind of be bare minimum. I mean, even having like, you know, bleach and these types of things to purify water, food-grade hydrogen peroxide. And I don't mean bleach where you're going to be dumping it in your, your, so much your drinking water. I mean, you can use it in a worst-case scenario. Um, but uh, food-grade hydrogen peroxide, things like that, um, and there's a lot of different routes you can go on that. You can research that online. I've covered it many, many times in a lot of my previous teachings um, that you can do keyword searches for. So on contendingfortruth.com. So let's go further here. Um, according to a couple of prepper experts that I spoke with, it would take three to five days for the worst to begin to happen following the compromising of water treatment. Clearly, civil unrest would go viral as people would begin to search for drinking supplies after their personal drinking supplies became exhausted. So, if you lived out in the country and you had some access to some type of well, that would be, you know, great. Um, having water stored in, um, uh, you know, uh, barrels or or the uh, five gallon jugs, the try to get the kind with uh, um, that are not BPA. You know, it'll typically say it on the side there. And like what I do is I go to a a local spring. It's kind of a drive, but I go there once every two to three months, probably get 20 to 25 gallons of water, maybe 30. And then I rotate that. I write the date on them and I rotate it and I have that in certain rooms. And so we're always drinking it. So it's not going to, we're not going to have to worry about it just sitting there and going bad over time. Um, I usually do a little bit of food-grade hydrogen peroxide at the spring just to give it a little more shelf life. And um, 
that's kind of how I do it. And then having an Echolo, Echolo Blue machine, which actually is an atmospheric water generator, which you can make your own water that way. That, and the technology they've got now is better than the one I had gotten. The one I got still going, but it's, it's on its last legs. But um, I've got the thing pretty much duct taped together, and it's still it's still pounding out like a trooper, kind of barely. But anyway, um, it's uh, they're they're the old ones are tough to take care of. I wouldn't advise getting an old one. But you can't. The problem with Echolo Blues is that they don't have any kind of network, so you can't. Like, if you need to do something, you better learn how to do it. I mean, we're talking about, I'm pretty sure I got, I'm going to have to replace my pump on it. And I mean, it looks like it's way in there. And it, is, it looks like a pretty tough job. But, um, I don't know, maybe they got a way to walk me through it. And so, it's just that the newer ones they've got, I think they're called Echo Blue 30s. They're, I think they're a lot better. They're just a lot more stuff. They've, they've kind of worked out the bugs from the old ones. That's another good thing to think about. Um, also, if you have a well and let's say we lose all power, well, is the well something you can access from the top of the ground? There are pumps that you can get that are like hand pumps. They're like PVC ones that you can get. Depending on how deep your well is, they sell them that's another option to think about. Whereas, okay, let's say we have no power. Um, I had a generator, but it ran out of gas. And I need to get that water from the bottom of this 100-foot well. Well, they've actually got hand pumps out there that you can research on the Internet. I, I'm pretty sure I've covered this before. And um, get that water out of there with hand pumps. And they're not super expensive. It's just something good to think about having just in case. And also, if you have that covered, it might be something that would be incredible regarding a barter economy. Just stuff like that. Because water's like the most important thing, other than oxygen, pretty much, you know, as far as necessities go. And so those are just some other little tips that you might want to think about. Um, <clears throat> let's go further here. Variables such as the time of year would come into play and have a significant role in the severity of the crisis. Could you imagine if this were to happen in Phoenix in the summer? Um, yeah, <laughs> where it's like beating down on you and you really need water, you know? And let's say you didn't have any power, so there's no AC, and you're in the desert. Ooh, that's rough stuff there. I mean, that could kill you. So the one thing that everyone can do would be to store enough water for six months. Having a water treatment device would be critical. There are 50-gallon water drums that can be inexpensively purchased. Water treatment drops would be essential for such a storage device. Uh, it's also important to store your water out of the way of sunlight and heat. Yeah, I agree. You know, you want to get it out of sunlight, out of heat. And, of course, because if you don't, it's the, the bacteria. You know, that's what you're going to have to. It's going to go bad. Stagnant water will go bad eventually, okay, unless it's, you know, continually treated. And, and the, the warmer it is, the more sunlight's hitting it, it's going to go worse, bad, a lot quicker. So, uh, and of course, if you live in an urban area, you'll need to find ways to protect your supplies. As you continue to watch football, realize that they are here. Okay, whatever that means. I mean, realize they're here, meaning that ISIS is here, or, or the, these Islamic terrorists. The CIA-controlled ISIS is everywhere. That because, you know, like they said, they helped to fund them, create them, train them initially. Okay. Uh, the picture, this picture was taken during the first set of Ferguson riots in August. 
don't have the picture right now. I'm having some glitches with my Word program about copy and pasting pictures, but um, it shows a guy in the background saying ISIS is here during the Ferguson riots. Okay, clearly whether it is true or not, the source of the attack upon water supplies would be blamed on ISIS, and perhaps that is correct. ISIS has already had a recognizable presence in the United States, as evidenced by their presence in Ferguson. As I have watched, I have watched as a number of people have information has grown, and the information transcends several domains. If one takes reasonable precautions with regard to this threat, attacking the water supplies makes a great deal of sense because the effects would be widespread and potentially catastrophic. In other words, the Muslims would probably by far get most bang for their buck by going after the water supplies, you know, and those obviously aren't typically heavily defended either. It's not like they're going to attack a military base or something or something that's heavily defended. They're going to want to go after the juiciest, easiest targets where they can do the most damage. Because they're just evil, and that's how they roll. That's that's how they they think. Um, going further, if you are not prepared in this area, I would suggest doing so quickly because there appears to be an air of emergency in terms of our, our response personnel, meaning the people that he's talking to. They're <laughs> they're gearing up for this. Now, here's another thing that relates to this. That in all of these reports, as I tried to do every week, kind of kind of building on one another, cross-confirming one another, and giving a different aspect of things. This one is entitled An American Infantata. Um, Communists and radical Islamists join forces. Uh, Trevor Loden wrote an article that each and every one of us should read and take note of. It's called Infantata in USA. American radicals build ties to Palestinian revolutionaries. I wasn't even fully aware of this either. <clears throat> I agree completely with Trevor when he says that 2015 could usher in chaos, unrest, and violence as we have not seen in our lifetime. The communists are now joining hands in America with radical Islamists. So here's another aspect of things. Now, Obama is both like a Marxist, communist, and a Muslim. So he's like, I mean, this is, this is making him gleeful, all of this. The communists are now joining hands in America with radical Islamists, forming an American uh, intifada, an uprising resistance or revolt. They are using racism as the building blocks and their hate for America as the glue to forward massive havoc and violence in our streets. So now the whole black on white, like black cops hating, or I'm sorry, black whatever, hating white cops and then the reversal and then all of, all of the the stuff going on in Ferguson now you combine that with radical islam islam was there at ferguson okay and you're again they're trying to foment a race war okay and islam's going to be right smack dab in the middle of it the the communists are going to be in the max smack dab in the middle of it and this is all being done by design the riots in Ferguson and New York were just the warm-up act for these thugs. They're looking to create what they think is an American spring, which will push every radical and communist ideal there is out there. It will scream racism, go after the police and alphabet agencies, cry social uh, and environmental injustice, demand push demands for Islamic acceptance and Sharia law. And in the mix will be the ever-present Jew hatred, which is the kindling which is the kindling for their hatred. In this twisted case, the enemy of my enemy is my ally. Um, for the short term, anyway. Meaning the communists yoking up with 
Islam. Okay? So that's how they're... I mean... <laughs> man, do you just see all this stuff just falling into place? I mean, like a jigsaw puzzle? And I don't know what is going to happen with the economy in the short term. But if that goes, that could also really spark a lot of these things that we're talking about. And as we get out of winter... Going into spring, it's going to be more of an ideal time for this to happen. This stuff happening in the dead of winter, it doesn't work too well from a logistical standpoint. There's too many in the northern states are too cold to have a lot of this mass rioting and stuff like that going on. Okay, but spring, which is right around the corner, you know, I mean, I, I know we still got a little ways to go here, but um, I just would see that being the ideal time because then they'd have spring and all of summer into fall. You know, before they had to really worry about the, the cold weather again. So let's go further here. Uh, taking the lead are primarily black and Latino revolutionaries who claim to represent the movements for black lives and racial justice, who took a jaunt to Palestine to show solidarity against, you guessed it, Israel. Now, remember, it said black and Latino. So now we have also have the illegal aliens. The, the um, you know, La Raza, the race. See, they have their own agenda. Okay, so you've got the communists, you've got the disenfranchised blacks, you've got, and I'm not talking about black, white, green, I don't, that, that's irrelevant. This is all an agenda. The people at the head of these movements are evil, okay? Just like there's evil people at the head of a lot of the white movements, okay? Regarding, you know, New World Order. I mean, look at that by itself. I mean, so again, this is not about prejudice, this is about them using all of these different races. And radical elements within side specific races that have an evil agenda, okay, like La Raza, which stands for the race, which basically thinks they should kill and wipe out the gringo and we have no right to exist if you're white, okay. They're going to be yoking up with the, the, the black Muslims who have been trained in the prison systems in America, okay, the ones that are recruited into these tra- terrorist training camps, okay, and now the, now the communists... Okay, it's all going to be a big race war. The black communists, black Islamists, primarily, okay, the most radical sects of the illegal aliens, the Raza, and then all of their gangs that are going to that are going to probably help them out as well. All of the street gangs that are out there, like MS-13, and then there's different black gangs. Guaranteed, they're all going to get on the same page, most likely, when this goes down. And, man, I just see it plain as day at this point what is most likely on the horizon. I mean, I've been reporting on all of these things separately for a long time, but it seems as though we're really getting to a point in time where it's ready to coalesce, it's ready to go live, unless God intervenes. And again, that's why I do these, these presentations, so that there's prayer going up about this. That, But there's going to come a time when... I believe it's just going to happen here, okay? I mean, we, we have the Bible to look to, and things do not appear in from a biblical standpoint. If you look at Daniel and Revelation, that things are going to get better, okay? So, um, this is the way, there's a very high likelihood this is the way it's going to go down. So, then it says, meet the Dream Defenders Palestinian delegation. Representatives at the forefront of the movements for black lives and racial justice took up a historic trip to Palestine in early January to connect with activists living under Israeli occupation. 
Oh boy, in Palestine, yeah, and that's why that when you're in Palestine, you know they launch all those rockets into Israel constantly, and every time they've given them land for peace, it's never enough, and they just all of the wicked, evil things I've reported on over and over and over that the Palestinians do to Israel, but they have the audacity to claim that they're under some kind of Israeli occupation when they have no right to that land to begin with. Okay, because Palestine in and of itself, the Palestinian people were never even a race of people up until the time where they were given that that um, uh, designation. And I, I've got into that over and over. Just key in Palestine in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. I've done whole s- studies on that as well. How What a farce that is. Black journalists, artists, and organizers representing Ferguson, Black Lives Matter, Black Youth Project 100, and more have joined with the Dream Defenders for a 10-day trip to the occupied Palestinian territories and Israel. Dream Defenders legal and policy director and co-organizer of the delegation said the goal of the trip was to make connections. They're going to make connections with Palestinian Islamic terrorists. They're all getting on the same page, is what I'm trying to tell you. So this isn't just going to be Islam attacking America. This is going to be the black communist movement. And I'm not saying there's not whites involved, but primarily because they want this to be about race. They've wanted to foment this race war. Okay? This is not me about denigrating any race. This is what they have been planning on doing for a long time. They're going to have the illegal aliens... Not all, obviously, but the most radical sects of illegal aliens, the black communists, the black Islamists primarily, who have been trained, and man, it's all all being set up. All the puzzle pieces, pieces are just about in place. And so this could go down, you know, very shortly. Particularly, I think, that would be more, more, um, ideal to wait until the weather warms a little bit to actually fully implement this. So, uh, something to definitely pray about. Next report, Jimmy Carter blames Israel for the Paris terrorist attacks. This this little devil, Jimmy Carter. Political gadfly, Jimmy Carter said on Wednesday that the International Criminal Court should probe Israel for possible war crimes committed during Operation Protective Edge in Gaza following the Hamas rocket attacks. So in other words, Israel, as as all of these devils like this, they've cried over and over, Israel has no right to defend itself. None. Islam should be able to just firebomb them, kill them, rape, pillage, steal, at, at will, any Jew in Israel, and they should not try to resist that because that is being a bigoted prejudice and politically incorrect. I mean, these devils were firing rockets into Israel. I I went over the videos. They were admitting to this where they would gather small children around where they were where these Palestinian terrorists, these Islamic Palestinian terrorists were firing rockets from many times from hospitals as well and gathering small children where the rockets were coming from knowing that Israel would target in on where the rockets were being launched and in hopes that Israel would retaliate against those positions and destroy the children and the hospitals 
in Palestine. And so they're there, they can say, oh, here's another war crime that Israel's committed against us. These are the most slimy little snake-like devils that have ever crawled out from under a rock on planet Earth, as far as I can see. What they do to their own children should really speaks volumes about the devil death cult that they are. I mean, if you're willing to put your own child in, the, in, in harm's way because you're such a coward, hoping that they'll be killed in an Israeli counterattack because they're trying to protect themselves. Man, that's about as sick in the head and as demonically possessed as I think you could get. And this little devil, Jimmy Carter, has the audacity to say that they should probe Israel for possible war crimes committed during Operation Protective Edge in Gaza. I'm not saying Israel's perfect, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, ultimately, they're not with the New World Order. I'm not saying that, okay? But we have documented over and over and over again the atrocities that these Islamic Palestinian terrorists have committed against Israel, what they do over and over, just key in Islam. I mean, I've probably reported on the subject at this point more than any other thing I've done since I've been on air since like 2006, actually 2008, around there. And I mean, you know, it's so easy to verify what's going on here. During an appearance on a television comedy show, the former American president who in the past accused Israel of practicing apartheid and showing his support for Islamist terrorist groups also blamed the Paris attacks on Muslims' anger. What what did Israel have to do with that one? Charlie Hebdo? The satirical cartoonist that, that would make um, cartoons about Muhammad and stuff? That's Israel's fault, uh, of course. That I mean, it's, it's all their fault for that. Those, I mean, this is, this is just so insane. It almost leaves you speechless. It's, it's like, it really does. It just leaves you basically speechless because it's just so insane. These arguments that these, these little worm like devils try to bring. Also blame he also blamed the Paris attacks on Muslims' anger over the harsh treatment of the Palestine oh the harsh treatment of the Palestinian people by the Israeli occupiers. I know. I mean they've only given up like two thirds of their land to the Palestinians. And you know, the only thing they ever do to reward Israel is move the rockets in closer, firing over probably at this point twenty to thirty thousand rockets into Israel. No, that's that's a very conservative estimate if we actually estimate all the rockets that have been fired. It's probably into the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. Former President Jimmy Carter, a Georgia peanut farmer who was arguably the worst president of the last century, apparently justified the terrorist attacks in France by blaming Israel, appearing... Um, <laughs> my God. Appearing on John Stewart's Daily Show, Carter blamed the brutal murder and mayhem that left 17 people dead in Paris on the Jewish people in Israel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. I mean... It's just the words escape me. Truly. You know, let's look at some more fruit of Islam. Because... 
I know I probably haven't convinced you yet that they're like little lambs and they're all puritanical. They're like Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, Piers the Driven Snow. And they only want the best for the world. And um, they are the true religion of peace on planet Earth. And we should all be behind them right in lockstep with Jimmy Carter we should, and Obama. And never, ever, ever utter a word against this wonderful religion of peace or the pedophile Muhammad. I mean, I'm sorry, Prophet. Prophet Muhammad, okay? We should never do such a thing, okay? So let's look at some more fruit of Islam. And just like, this is just my last week's tally, okay? Just the last little tip of the iceberg, last week's tally of some of the wonderful fruit that Islam has produced. And then you can be the judge of where you stand. You might want to convert to Islam tonight when I'm done. You really, in fact, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to just have to go out and do it because, I mean, all I see is good stuff, you know, from them. So let's, without further ado, let's go into this. Uh, first report, ISIS cell members caught beheading animals to practice decapitating people ahead of an attack in Israel. The cell, this, this terrorist cell thought to be planning an attack on Druze, Druze Israelis and police. The seven men arrested are believed to be the first ISIS cell in Israel. They were reportedly planning to set up a terror network in Israel, and they were beheading animals to practice decapitating the Israelis when they got in there. Oh, well, I mean, we obviously they had good intentions. I mean, we know that. So, I mean, their heart's in the right place. And that's the important thing, I think. So then what else have we heard? Jewish-owned businesses in Washington, D.C. are targeted by self-described ISIS militants. They've received threatening phone calls, vows to carry out mass murder. Could you imagine, again, if a Christian group was doing this? <laughs> I mean, they would be in jail and dead, probably. You know, strung up by their toes for all the world to see. But hey, Islam can do it all day long, and it's it's fine. You know? And then this, this report. Now, this is from CNN. They're not even trying to hide this stuff anymore. 2,000 feared dead from Boko Haram attack. 2,000? Yeah, 2,000 on one attack. And this was last week. One incident. Boko Haram militants opened fire in northern, in northern Nigerian villages, leaving bodies scattered everywhere, and as many as 2,000 people feared dead. The attack in Baga and the surrounding town looks as if it could be Boko Haram's deadliest act ever, Amnesty International said in a statement. Islamist militants sprayed bullets as they stormed in last weekend in trucks and armored vehicles, local authorities said on Friday. When they arrived, they unloaded motorcycles and pursued residents who fled into the bush, firing indiscriminately, said Baba Abba Hassan. Now that is a name, Baba Abba Hassan. Kind of rhymes. Anyway, a local district head. Uh, dead bodies litter the bushes in the areas, and it's still not even safe to go back and pick them up for burial, said Musa Bukhar, the chairman of the local governments where Baga is located. Some people who hid in their homes were burned alive. More wonderful fruit of Islam. At least 30,000 people were displaced as well, authorities said. About 20,000 of the, of the displaced camped in Madaguri City, the state capital uh the state the capital of borneo state so there you go you know just two thousand dead in one day sounds like one day from islam but you know what they're islam 
we need to let them come and slaughter us and slaughter our our babies and our little our little girls and little boys and our children and and, and the teenagers and and grandma and grandpa and everybody. We need to just lay down and let them just lop off our heads because we're infidels and we deserve it. We have it coming, right? I mean, this is the way they think. And they act whenever they get into enough power. That is exactly the way these stinking devils act. They are vessels of Satan fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. I can really come to no other conclusion. How could you do this and not have your conscience seared with a hot iron? I'm not saying that it's it's impossible for any of them to be saved. I haven't seen a whole lot converted to Christianity, though. I'm, I've never seen a real testimonial video on, like, ISIS. And, you know, I, I'm sure that it exists, some people. But these are just wicked, evil devils, what we're dealing with here. Devil Muslims, Boko Haram, strap-bombed a 10-year-old girl and remotely detonate the device at a market, killing 20, injuring 18. Now they're taking their devices and they're strapping them to little girls and saying, hey, okay, you go up to the, up to the market and we'll watch you from a distance and don't worry, um, the little girl's not even told what's going on here, most likely. And when, when she gets enough into a populated center, they blow the little girl up and kills everybody around them. You know, righteous indignation is an attribute of God. And if this makes us mad, it's got to make God even madder. I mean, I'm glad I'm not God because (laughs) I really would be doing some really mega huge house cleaning. And for one reason or another, God's held back his, his, um, uh, it's just good I'm not God. Anyway, um... Yeah, so they they just did this the other day. They strapped their they strapped the uh, remotely detonated bomb to a ten year old girl, and she uh, went into a market, and blew her up, killing twenty, injuring eighteen. These are all news stories you can click on. I'm, I don't even have time to report on all this stuff. Here's another one: Boko Haram Islamic terrorists murder a woman during labor. The baby boy was halfway delivered. They murdered her and her baby boy. She was delivering the baby. Yeah, this is this is Islam. Focus on Nigeria. Here's another one. Focus on Nigeria. The Baga massacre. Boko Haram Islamic terrorists control six times more territory than ISIS. So if you think Boko Haram some little aberration, they actually control six times more landmass than ISIS does. Okay, so it's not like they're getting weaker. Okay. Muslims, here's the next one. Muslims in Niger burned 45 Christian churches in protest of the Charlie Hebdo release. 45 Christian churches. As if them killing the people at Charlie Hebdo wasn't enough. No, we're going to go even because you've offended us. You've offended us, you infidels. You all need to die. So we're going to burn 45 of your churches. What do you think of that? Next report, ISIS hacks Pentagon social media. And remember what we talked about before with the water pumps and that being a possible beta test? They may not just. They've got some really savvy computer hackers in ISIS, evidently. So it may not just be them going in and dumping biologicals into um, reservoirs. It may be... And I do, I do hope to God that that our military is 100% tipped off and they stop this before any of it ever happens. But I know our government's the one that's put them in place and let them get to where they are. So there'd have to be a lot of divine intervention for that to happen. And we should pray for that. 
we should pray that whether it's our military or whether it's 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 you know our militia or whoever they get to these devils before they're able to to um, you know release biologicals and, and and contaminate all the the waterways and the reservoirs and and blow up all the the electrical substations and, and blow up nuclear reactors. I mean, we need a lot of divine intervention here, you know. And the problem is 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 you know you got America aborting four to five thousand babies every day. And all of this innocent blood crying out from the land, and the way that America's turned its back on God. So you know, it's this real catch twenty <laughs> two. You're in there. God's been merciful to us, but you know, it, it's just a bad situation. ISIS hacks Pentagon social media central, and then the next one: Central Command Twitter YouTube sites compromise. Hackers post names and addresses of generals in our military. These are Islamic hackers doing this they've already got the names and addresses of the military and again this is another way that you could declare martial law remember what i told you before about them targeting cops a lot of the a lot of the black groups that were protesting the radical black groups that were protesting like new york city and how they're like okay listen (laughs) you better be on guard because there's a very good chance they might already have your addresses and know where you and your family live well there this is what islam's doing what if they went and did a coordinated attack against a lot of their families and a lot of these... I mean, you're going to have martial law in a second. From that standpoint, all fitting into the New World Order, exactly what they want to do. And, and, and on, the, on paper, it'll look like they had every right to do it. You know? When we knew all this stuff ahead of time, and we could have done everything in the world to stop every bit of it, like get every one of these devil, radical Muslims out of this country. Every one of them. Because they are an absolute, total, 100% security risk. You know? I mean, <laughs> we know what their agenda is. It should be real clear. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, a sledgehammer. It's so clear. American soldiers, they say to American soldiers, we are coming, watch your back. Again, American sniper, you think that's factoring into all this, what that was trying to do to get everybody and it, granted, I think I, and I didn't watch the movie, I, I don't know but I mean, I think what they were trying to portray is the evil that is Islam, okay, which again, I am doing that I am citing facts, I am trying to wake people up, I'm trying to get people to pray about this, this situation and to prepare and, and to spiritually prepare and to physically prepare for what is most likely coming you know, and people do need to be woke up. But again, this is this is all this is all one big coordinated effort on both sides of the of of, of the um, thing here um, by by the New World Order in order to bring about their controlled um, order out of chaos. So let's go further. Uh, let me see. I'm probably about out of time here. Uh, let's see here. Breach comes as Obama talks cybersecurity. So again, this is more reason, more excuses that Obama will have to take away all of our rights through cybersecurity bills. Okay. Oh, look, they're hacking all the sites. They're hacking YouTube and, and social media and all this stuff. Okay. We need to have less freedom. We need to be, give up our liberties, you know? Um, here's a good one. And I don't even have time to get into this today. Muslim inbreeding. The impacts on intelligence, sanity, health, and society. You know, I have to I have to devote a little bit of time to this. 
massive inbreeding within the Muslim culture during the last 1400 years may have done catastrophic damage to their gene pool. It obviously have. I mean, these are some demon-possessed devils here. Okay, the consequences of intermarriage between first cousins often have serious impact on the offspring's intelligence, sanity, health, and on their surroundings. The most famous example of inbreeding is in ancient Egypt, where several pharaonic dynasties collapsed after a couple of hundred years. In order to keep wealth and power within the family, the pharaohs often married their own sister or half-sister. This goes on the Illuminati all the time within the royal families and stuff like that as well. This is another reason they're so insane. Uh, Often married their own sister or half-sister, and after a handful of generations, the offspring were mentally and physically unfit to rule. Another historical example is the royal houses of Europe, where royal families often married among each other because of the traditional tradition not allowing them to marry people of non-royal class. The high amount of mental retardation and handicap royalties throughout the European history shows the unhealthy consequences uh, of this practice. Luckily, the royal families have now allowed themselves to marry for love and not for stats, whatever that is. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's just that's, that's Illuminati you're dealing with there. So I, I don't really... Anyway, um, the Muslim culture still practices inbreeding and has been doing so for longer than any... for longer than the Egyptian dynasty. Uh, uh, this is just sick. A rough estimate shows that close to half of all Muslims in the world are in, inbred. <laughs> oh my word. It just gets worse every time you look at this. I didn't even know about this. I mean, it's bad enough that they drink camel urine for for their elixir-like health effects, you know, and all of the other insane things they do to their, uh, the genital mutilation, their little girls, and oh, all the other sick garbage they do. But (laughs) half the Muslims in the world are inbred. In Pakistan, 70% of all marriages are between first cousins. Oh, wow. Oh, no wonder they all look so just demonically possessed, like insane. They all look like they should, you know, be in like a mental institution or something. We're in a straitjacket. And in Turkey, the amount is between 20 to 30%. And these are, these are all documented statistics here. Um, and they go through all of the, oh man, 34% of the marriages in Algiers are blood related, 40% in Bahrain, 33% in Egypt, 80% in Nubia, a, the southern area of Egypt, 60% in Iraq, 64% in Jordan, 64% in Kuwait. It goes on and on and on. Really? Oh, I mean, this is just, no, it's no wonder. I mean, right out of the gate, God warned about, you know, doing this, and they're doing something that is literally setting them up for just insanity, and probably demon possession, because it's, it's, it's an unclean sexual practice. So there is a lot of demons and devils involved with this type of garbage. So I guess it's no wonder I guess it's just no wonder that um, uh, they are the way that they are. I mean, this this has different categories uh, on this. And this you might want to read it. I just don't. Low intelligence. It shows the um, the research shows that the IQ is ten to sixteen points lower in children born from related parents, and and that of abilities related to social behavior develops slower in inbred babies. Um, so the IQs are way lower. Um, Mental and physical diseases and death, more stillbirths, uh, more infant deaths. Um, 
And these are the people that want to take over the world. A bunch of insane, inbred, demonic zombies, basically. Doing Allah, the moon god's bidding. This is who we're dealing with. Okay? And they're not to be taken lightly, obviously. So I don't have any more time in this part. I'm going to end part three here, I believe, and then we're going to go to part four. So God bless you, and we'll see you in the next part.